Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because you are listening to Gridiron Guys featuring Taylor and Don at our sports desk here at CMU Life. The number one sports reporting paper for CMU football in Mount Pleasant. Welcome to Gridiron Guys, the CM Life Sports Podcast. Uh, we're also doing this live on Periscope if anyone is interested in, in watching this. Um, my name is Taylor DeSormo. I'm the sports editor at Central Michigan Life. With me is Dominic Mastrangelo, the sports reporter. Uh, Dom, a lot going on. Um, no, no football games this weekend for CMU, but still there's, uh, they're in the news, right? That's right. They are definitely one of the teams that got some recognition on Mac. Yeah, so um, CMU had... Eight guys get all MAC uh, recognition, but only one get first team, which was Nick uh, Beamish, right? Nick Beamish, the center, yep. And he actually got it last year, too. Um, there's a few other players that got second and third teams. Uh, can you walk us through who, who some of those players yeah, were? Yeah, uh, quarterback Cooper Rush is the second team quarterback. Uh, Brian Evie, the place kicker, is the second team place kicker as well. Um, who am I forgetting? Ben McCord was first te- or second, second, team, second yep. team tight end. Um, and on defense, Blake Serpa and Kayvon Frazier on the defense made the second team as well. And then Coach of the Year was? Uh, Matt Campbell at Toledo. What do you think about that? Well, it's interesting just because he's no longer there. He left a couple. He left late last week, right near the Thanksgiving holiday, for the Iowa State job. So that was kind of some interesting news that came out this morning. Some interesting news that's supposed to come out this coming Sunday is where the Chippewas will be playing their next football game. Uh, we're hearing all kinds of different things, bowl predictions and stuff. Is there any uh, lead you have on that, Dominic? Well, it's, I've been working on it all week, and the, the, the thing that I keep telling everybody is that the deeper and deeper I dig into this thing, the more and more I realize that so little of it is about football and a lot of it is about money and the bowl committees and, you know, which teams can they make the most money off of. Um, we had some news earlier. It was this week, right? It was Monday night. Um, yeah. That Western Michigan is going to be heading to the Bahamas Bowl, the bowl that CMU went to last year for its first season. Mm-hmm. Um, so just that on its face makes me think that it's there's a pretty good chance uh, that CMU will probably end up in the spot that Western was in last year. The conference would flip-flop them, and CMU, CMU would go to Idaho for the Potato Bowl. Okay, so there's five primary agreements the MAC has with um, different bowls. The sixth one was added when um, I think it was Army couldn't fill their bid with the San Diego County Poinsettia Bowl. Right. Um, take one back away because Western Michigan's going to the Bahamas. So that leaves five primary bowls with six MAC teams. Is that correct? Correct. All right, w- walk me through what those five bowls are, Dom. And okay. But the chances maybe you think that the Chippewas will it go there. It sounds like, from, I've heard from a couple of different people, that it's likely that the back championship winner, either NIU or Bowling Green, will go to Mobile, Alabama for the GoDaddy Bowl, so that knocks you down to four. Yep, that's in Mobile, Alabama, you said. Right. Let's say the CMU um, is to go to the Potato Bowl. That knocks it down to three. That's in what, Idaho. Yep, what's left is Boca Raton, Florida. And what else am I forgetting? Yeah, Boca Raton in Florida. We have, um, did we talk about the Camellia Bowl yet? Camellia Bowl. We talked about that one. another possibility. And then um, what else are we missing? Uh, we uh, talked about San Diego, oh, right? Oh, Montgomery. Camellia. That's Camellia. And, yeah. So, all right, let's just refresh this again. Yep. So we have the GoDaddy Bowl will be the MAC champion. Most likely. Um, we're thinking, you talked about Ohio maybe. In Boca Raton. Either Boca Raton yep. or the bowl, the Camellia Bowl, which is in northern Alabama. One of those two. Middle, central Alabama. Then right. you have Idaho, the the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Right. On that blue field in Boise. Right. That's a chance. And then there's the San Diego County Credit bowl. Union Poinsettia Bowl in San Diego. Which is, again, a backup to uh, the service academy that they could not fill this year. But I believe CMU, or a MAG school, will go there, right? It's not one of those that could be multiple conferences? It, it, it now has become one of the primary bowl affiliates. And, again, from, mm-hmm. from what I understand, um, the conference and the schools will always opt to take their primary bowl affiliations. They're going to be loyal to their conference before anything else. Mm-hmm. 
So we talked about um, five teams left, five Mac uh, bowls left, but there's six teams. So we have Ohio, um, Bowling Green, Akron, Toledo, Northern Illinois, and Central Michigan are the right. six teams that they haven't gotten a bid yet. Usually they don't decide all of them until Sunday, but right. with travel stuff, that's why Western Michigan in the Bahamas was decided earlier this week. Um, so which, if you had to choose right now, is there one of those five that you are leaning towards, or do you think maybe it'll be one of those secondary bowls, maybe seem it'll be that one team that – that gets bumped to a secondary bowl, which might honestly be a little more prestigious than some of these. It's possible. They'd have to go as, as a backup to a Power 5 school. So, for example, if Alabama is to beat Florida, mm-hmm. that'll open up a spot for CMU potentially in Triffport, Louisiana, uh, for the Independence Bowl. Which is the 26th, correct? Some people are talking about um, Ford Field for CMU, and everyone knows their bowl history there. Yeah. Um, but I'm told that that would have to be a pretty, uh, pretty big offer um, from that bowl to CMU for them to ditch out on a primary bowl candidate and uh, mm-hmm. do something closer to home. Because that's the quick lane bowl, right? Correct. I think that's, what, the 28th of December? Yep. It's that, that week after. So that would d- definitely be good for fans, right? That's kind of what you're rooting for as a Chippewa fan, at least if you live in Michigan, right? Well, yeah, if you can go. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's pretty big. Um, but I just think that because of the, the way things ended um, with those bowl folks in Detroit and the MAC, they basically told them that they didn't want them, that they would rather take – you know, a couple of Power 5 schools, and now they're basically caught not being able to fill it. So it's it's kind of uh, jokes on you, mm-hmm. uh, Detroit Bowl folks. So we were talking about this yesterday, and there's 80 bowl slots this year, which I think is more than there has ever been. Right. Um, and there's 75 teams that are 6-6 six and six or better. Um, so definitely seems he's going to get a bowl bid somewhere. And then they also have to find five more teams besides teams that are 6-6 six and six better, right? What, what what have you heard about what they're going to do, how they're going to choose those five schools? They're going to look at the academic progress reports of some of those five and seven teams. There are mm-hmm. five of them. Um, one of them, Missouri, said they're not interested in going because they've got all kinds of other problems with their coach, trying to figure out a coach True. and a bunch of other things. Um, San Jose State, uh, Rice, I believe, is another yeah. one. Illinois. Mm-hmm. Illinois is one of them. I think it was Minnesota. Minnesota was on there, too. Mm-hmm. So, um but no, the academic progress reports, basically the grades of those schools are how they're going to determine, you know, who's who's the best. And those are ranked out of 1,000. I think they were they ranked them in order, too, as like in the 970s, a lot of those schools. Right. That's kind of crazy. Have you ever heard of anything like that before where no. something like this big decides whether, like, this has to do with your grades, decides whether you're going to a bowl or not? No, I've never heard about that. But, I mean, they got to figure some way out to, to delineate, you know, schools that are from all over the country. Mm-hmm. What do you think about all these bowl games? Do you like having... 80 teams going to a bowl. I think 60% of the teams in college I, football. I don't. I think it, it waters down the product, and it, it makes it so that some of these bowl games, you just really are a big snore. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, so CMU maybe is going to be going to a bowl game somewhere. They finished the season 7-5. and five. Um, How encouraged are you that they're going to win that bowl game, no matter who it's against, after how they played against Eastern? Well, it'll really depend on the matchup. And, I mean, CMU, I believe, is a good football team. Mm-hmm. But um, they've been known to play bad football. I mean, it, it's just a uh, – its you never know what you're going to get. And especially after all this rest and all this hype about a bowl game, especially depending on where it is and yep. the holidays and all that, it'll, it'll just be uh, – it'll be interesting to see exactly where they went, where they end up and then how they play once they get there. So the Chippewas um, were down 21-7 to against Eastern Michigan yep. um, first half. And just like normal, they kind of came bowling back in the second half. Um, and they were able to score 28 points in that third quarter – um, didn't score any in the fourth quarter, but ended up top in Eastern Michigan, 35-28. What did you notice from that game, Dom? You were one of the 8,000 people there watching. We'll tell you right after these messages. Heroes versus villains. Good versus evil. Light versus dark. 
For comics, movies, and all things geek, tune in to Raving Geeks. Whether you embrace your inner geek or hide it as your guilty pleasure, Raving Geeks can tell you all you need to know. Check it out in a flash through CM Life Podcasts on iTunes. All right, Dom, what did you think of Central Michigan? Oh, boy. It was uh, the tale of two halves, as the uh, cliche goes. Third huh? quarter kings, you could call them. Maybe you could call them that. Maybe, maybe I would. What I think is that CBU <laughs> finally got its uh, head out of its rear end and decided to play football in that second half. I mean, the fumble there on the goal line that ended up being a touchdown at the other end. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Rush found his rhythm, and the CMU offense got rolling, and CMU emerges as the, as the better team. Yeah, I think you look at the first half, and you think of a couple missed opportunities. Obviously, the um, Amari Coleman had a what should have been a pick six, right. but um, they it, it back. yeah, it ended up the broken rowback Eastern's quarterback. The, the snap was fumbled. He went to get it, and his knee was actually down when he grabbed the ball, and then he threw the pick six. So ended up not counting. And then CMU all the way down to the one yard line. Jarre Hayes fumbles it. And Eastern almost brings it back all the way. I think they brought it back over the 50-yard line. Yep. Um, so it could have very easily been a 21-7 to game the other way around, really, because Eastern went down and scored right after that uh, turnover. Um, speaking of the running game, they had some semblance. It was kind of interesting. Romello Ross. Romello Ross had seven carries and three rushing touchdowns, and then he added on a 63-yard passing touchdown. What did you think of him? We didn't haven't seen too much of him yet this well, year. I'm glad to see that he was able to do well. I mean, you remember, people see me running backs are prone to have some pretty uh, pretty good games against Eastern. Remember Devon Spaulding had the big game last year? He did, year, so, so did Martez Walker. So, you know, I think some of that has to do with how bad Eastern is, but I thought it was very encouraging for Romello. It seems like they were given, after Hayes uh, fumbled it, they started giving Ross the carries, at least in the red zone. Yep. Um, but Martez Walker, he had a really solid day. I think one of the best days a chip running back has had in a long time. He had 17 carries for 119 yards. His long was 23. So he had a lot of those good gainers. Um, do you think you anticipate him being able to keep that up, and would you say he's the top running back right now? I surely hope so. I mean, he's basically the only option CMU has because, again, let's be, let's be real with ourselves here. They were the worst rushing team in the MAC this year, and that is not going to win a MAC championship. No, for sure. And I was I was really pushing for Jare Hayes, and they finally started giving him the ball um, the other on Friday, and he ended up with 12 yards on five carries, which wasn't the whole wasn't too great. He started out all right, but then he fumbled on the goal line. He didn't see the ball after that. Do you think he'll see the ball in the bowl, uh, bowl game? I doubt it, especially with Romello running the way that he ran at the end of that game. Yeah, it's real interesting to see that. Um, speaking of. The offense, Cooper rushed 391 yards, two touchdowns. He broke a record, I'm told. Uh, Dominic, tell me a little bit more about the how big that was for him. It was a single-season passing yardage record, which is a big one, especially considering some of the great quarterbacks that have played at CMU. Yeah. Uh, and he's not done yet. All he has to do is throw four touchdowns, which for Cooper Rush is very feasible. Especially in a bowl game. To break the single-season record for most touchdowns in a season, too. Again, both of these are obviously always surpassing Dan LaFever, the great Chippewa quarterback. Um and next year he has a chance to have the most passing yards for a career of any Mac passer ever. Which, yeah, that's crazy. Um, I think Dan LeFever leads that right now. Though. Yes, he does. And depending on, you know, I mean, if Cooper's got to stay healthy for that to happen, but that hasn't been an issue so far in his career. Yeah, he, he really had to come out and throw in that third quarter, which is why he had the 391 yards. Right. Uh, we just had a fan question. We were talking a little bit about this earlier, but I think, I think it's uh, definitely something to go back to. What are the odds Central Michigan ends up in Detroit for a bowl game? I'd say slim to none. Really? I really don't think that. That that's there's just too much bad blood there between the Mac and the bowl committee, and I'm not sure that it's really a money making opportunity for the bowl, as opposed to what it would be for CMU. CMU right. gets to cash in big time on that. I mean, 
Central Michigan's two hours from Detroit. There's a lot of alumni in the area. You have to think the attendance would be higher if CMU's there, especially if they're playing a big school like Nebraska. I'm telling you, CMU is going to go with its primary bowl affiliate before it does anything else. Maybe Detroit is the next best option Mm -hmm. financially, but again, I mean, a lot of these guys, they're very much at CMU Athletics about the student-athlete experience, the student-athlete's well-being, the student-athlete's health. You know, everything Mm -hmm. is student-athlete-centered. Your student-athletes are probably going to be really underwhelmed to go to Detroit, which is home for most of them. Their parents might not be, though, if they could go. I don't think they're student-athlete parent-oriented. All right. Yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting. I don't know if CMU really gets to choose that. Um, It's more the MAC, isn't it, who kind of selects where they are. Um, I think it's it's kind of interesting. If a MAC school does go to Detroit, do you think CMU is the most likely of those MAC schools? Yes, Yes, I I do believe that. I think Toledo would be up there, too just because they're so close also. But CMU's got those ties to the bowl game already. Um, we're also some, talking about Boise a little bit. Um, do you think that they would be real thrilled going there? Uh, maybe not so much in terms of the weather, but I think it would beat Detroit in terms of the sense of adventure and playing in that blue field must be pretty awesome. Yeah, I think so. I, I've heard some some good things about the amenities and the things out there in Boise. It wouldn't be warm like Boca Raton, Florida, or San Diego, California, but I think it would be – um, it's still an experience, and it's still not it's not Detroit, so I think the players will be happy with that. So I think we can expect uh, at the very latest Sunday afternoon we'll know where the Chippewas are going. Um, we might even know before then. Who knows? With with the way the Bulls are shaping up this year, it, it could be announced right now, and we don't even know it. So uh, hopefully, say that. hopefully that's not the case. Otherwise, you'll be, be freaking out a little bit. Um, yeah, so I think um, we talked a little bit about the two teams in the MAC championship with the winner going to most likely the GoDaddy Bowl in Mobile. Um, so that game is on Friday. Will you be watching it? Is Bowling Green, Northern Illinois? I will be. What do you think of uh, the matchup and who you who are you picking? Bowling Green's going to roll. Really? Yep. So Bowling Green's 9-3, well, they're 7-1 in the MAC. Yep. Northern Illinois, 6-2 in the MAC and 8-4 and overall. I don't know if their quarterback's supposed to be back, but I know um, – they, they were pretty much down to the third or fourth string last week, and that's why they lost to Ohio, part of the reason at least. Right. Um, you think Northern Illinois is uh, going to put up any fight? They're 12-point underdogs. Well, every time you doubt NAU, they seem to come back, so I'm not really ready to doubt them just yet, but I still think Bowling Green will win. I think it'll be a good one. It seems like it's always Bowling Green and then either Toledo or Northern Illinois in that. I guess, I guess usually Northern Illinois in that bowl game. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting to watch. That'll be down at Ford Field. Um, don't know if any MAC teams will be playing there in the bowl game, but there will definitely be one more MAC game at Ford Field, and that is this Friday, 8 p.m. on ESPN2. So get some get some action on some national television. Looking so forward to it. That'll be good. Um, there's actually, looking at the number of teams that are bowl eligible, um, we'll finish up by just kind of, I'm going to ask you to rank them. So the bowl eligible teams in the MAC are Bowling Green, Ohio, and Akron. Um, they're, they have nine, eight, and seven wins respectively. And then in the West, you have Toledo, Northern Illinois, Central Michigan, and Western Michigan with nine, eight, seven, seven wins, respectively. If you had to rank those seven teams um, in terms of which one you think is could be the, the ones below, which one would you rank? I'm going to go How'd Bowling rank? Green to start, right. Toledo, Western Michigan, NIU, Central. Who did I leave out? Akron. That's it. Akron. Actually, there's seven. Ohio, too, did you say them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would probably do something similar. I think Bowling Green's probably the best team in the conference. Um, Toledo's up there, but um, just the way Matt Johnson's been playing at quarterback, I think that it's going to be tough to beat a Bowling Green team um, no matter who you are. So I think they're probably the best. I have Toledo second in my rankings. Third, I'm probably going to put probably NIU third. They uh, they showed that they can beat some good teams. They beat Toledo. They beat Western Michigan. 
those are some great teams. Uh, we'll find out how good they really are against we'll Bowling Green. Because they already lost to Bowling Green once, is that right? Right. Um, actually, no, they haven't. They haven't played them. It was, they lost to Central oh, yeah. in Ohio. Um, so I have Northern Illinois at three. I'd probably put Western at four, um, Central at five, just because of how that game played out in Kalamazoo. Then I got Ohio at six and Akron at seven. So Mac West heavy. Uh, maybe that's just because I've seen a little bit more Mac West action than, than the East side. But that's what I would that's how I would pick it. Um, so, Dom, got a couple weeks till, till football really gets going again. Maybe some basketball? What, what are you going to be doing in this spare time? Uh, trying to figure out where the heck the bowl game is going to be. Where the bowl game is going to be. Uh, maybe doing some preview stories or whatnot. We'll definitely have all the coverage for you. As soon oh, yeah. as we know, um, you guys will know. Um, this man is going crazy over here trying to figure out where the Chippewas are going. I'm uh, hoping that we'll be there, too, to be able to cover them. And I'll give you as much information about what's going on as possible. In the meantime, we got lots of basketball stuff going on. Chippewas actually head out to uh, Grand Canyon on the Thursday playing old CMU player Dan Marley. He's coaching the Grand Canyon team out there. So always good to see him. It'll be interesting to see how the Chippewas do. I think they beat him last year. They beat uh, Grand Canyon. Uh, coming home next Monday, we got some news. Fowler might be back coming soon, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, so in the meantime, just... Keep following us on all these social media sites. We got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all these things. So um, be sure to do that. We'll be giving you as much news as we can. We'll hopefully be there Sunday when the Chippewas find out. We'll we'll let you know um, where they're going. And I think that's about it for now. Hopefully you enjoy the MAC Championship game Friday. And I uh, hope you are, are watching us as we watch them. So that's about all from the CM Life podcast room. My name is Taylor DeSormo. This is Dominic Mastrangelo, and this is Gridiron Guys.